from the printing press taking the production of books away from the elite and rendering scribes obsolete, to the light bulb revolutionizing the field of illumination in the 1900s. History is filled with transformative technological advances that effectively killed entire industries that came before. But there is perhaps no better example of a technology that has changed industries than the internet. But with the recent and rapid advances in artificial intelligence, many believe that a human-run internet will soon become a thing of the past, while others believe the inversion has already taken place. This is the dead internet theory. And this is it came from the internet. Welcome to the podcast for people who take everything they read on the internet too seriously. I think that's it, right? Yeah. We survived the internet, so you don't have to. <laughs> I'm Johnny. And I'm Shane. That was me just reminding Shane what the intro was, but then I just decided to make it the intro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just leaving it at that. It's a good intro. We need another, I was going to say, welcome uh, Gorgonites, because as we've established oh, yes. in a previous episode, we are doing this because our computer is infected with an interdimensional being known as... Gorgon, 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 I think. Um, he doesn't yes. speak yet, so we don't know his name. And we have to, uh, the only way he's going to leave our world intact is if we help him uh, deduct what is bullshit on the internet and what isn't. Because as you well know, Shane, I do. Uh, you, you, you can't really trust anything you read on the internet these days. No, you can't. Uh, for example, I'm going to read an article to you. OnlyFans model, Bella Jean, loses access to account after being hacked. Have you heard about this? No. Bella Jean story? This is an interesting one. There's a few, right, I'm going to read one of the quick articles. I don't even know what what paper is this from. The San Francisco Chronicle. Uh, OnlyFans model, Bella Jean, is facing a nightmare after losing access to her account due to a sophisticated hacking attack. According to Bella, the hacker was able to generate AI images to convince the site's customer support team that they were the real Bella. Ah. Uh, The hacker reportedly gained access to her account and continued to post fake images and even video as her for up to two months, stealing nearly £1.5 million of her income. Oh my uh, god. British pounds. Uh, Bella Jean's account was eventually taken down by OnlyFans after reports of suspicious activity, but it was too late as the damage had already been done. Uh, in an emotional statement, Bella Jean expressed her shock and disbelief over the situation, saying the chief feels violated and her life has been torn upside down. Turned upside down. She warned other content creators to be vigilant and to take extra precautions to protect their accounts. Uh, This is a quote. It's been an absolute nightmare. I can't believe someone was able to do this. I'm devastated that my hard work has been stolen from me in this way. I want to warn other creators to be careful and take extra steps. Well, they just quoted her, essentially. (laughs) Anyway, this is just the same thing. OnlyFans has not yet commented, commented on the situation, but the incident has raised concerns about security of their site and the vulnerability of content creators. The use of AI-generated images and videos has become a growing concern, with experts warning of the potential for these tools to be used for malicious purposes. As more and more people turn to the platform, the only 
uh, like OnlyFans to make a living, it's crucial that steps be taken to ensure the security. Yeah, this is just standard. But uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, the use of AI to uh, pretty much fake being an actual person to steal their identity and continue running running their account as if it was the real person. So someone got into her account, obviously locked her out. So Hacker originally just hacked like a normal hack in. And then I guess yeah, yeah. when she reported someone had hacked her account, both people yeah. who had access would have been sent, would have had to prove they were the real Bella. And I guess the yeah. person who hacked it just happened to be the first one to get in touch with customer support and use like AI oh, yeah. deep fakes to like, it was probably yeah, yeah. a woman, I guess, so as they could appear on cam and once they sounded like a woman and looked like that's mad. Yeah. Um, I'll send you a picture of her actually on the chat here, just so as you know who we're talking about. Let me look here. Oh, right. I've never seen her before. Now, here's the thing, Shane. She do, that she does not exist. <laughs> I, was gonna, I was just about to ask you, did you make that up? No, well, I didn't make it up. That's a, an AI generated image. And the article I just read you is also completely made up. But yeah, wow. I didn't even give it much of a prompt. I just said, create a fake story about somebody's identity being stolen by AI. Even the name was made up. It, I was like, that sounds like a really bad ripoff of Bella. Is it Delphine? Or? Yeah, Belle, Belle Delphine is the actual person. And Bella, uh, what did it? Bella Jean is what an AI thinks a fake OnlyFans model his name would sound like that's really funny so uh, weird way to start the episode but the point was just to show how uh ai can create completely fake stories and even fake people because yeah. <laughs> even that that ai generated image we've so myself and shane have been talking uh in our private lives recently we've been sending back and forwards of just funny ai shit and none of it yeah. looks as good as that image like that's to me that looks like a real person yeah like that it that just looks like a real like a very photoshopped but real photo yeah yeah which is probably what a lot of actual only fans photos look like very heavily edited yeah it just looks like it's it just looks like an airbrushed model like it's yeah not, but the lighting is like it looks like like a photo shoot like it's not now that one i had to do a bit more work on with the as far as prompts go, to make sure I understood the type yeah, yeah. of image I was going for, which is that like OnlyFans model shot. But the article, yeah. no real guidance there for the AI. So you generated that image, did you? I generated that image, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's mad. The reason I wanted to do that is because what if I told you that there is an entire theory that most of the internet is made up of images and stories just like that. Oh, yeah, that's fair. (laughs) I would agree. There is an entire, I guess you would call it a conspiracy theory, called the dead internet theory. Ah. So there are two versions of the dead internet theory. Uh, We can call them version A and B. And they're both very much related, but uh, some people, I guess believe in a but not version b whereas b is yeah. kind of both together so i just i kind of have to establish them both just because some people might have heard of the first one but not the second if that makes sense yeah so the first hypothesis is that the internet as we know it will one day collapse pretty much becoming unusable and dying out and it's kind of based on the assumption okay. that the, the the internet is too centralized now 
with such a yeah. tiny number of like massive corporations c- controlling most of it when you think of it i think something like 70 percent of all internet traffic is to like 11 websites and apps wow yeah which is just not how it was when we were growing up no not at all and according to proponents of this theory that kind of uh, concentration of power will just create like this fragile ecosystem that's that's just it's too um vulnerable to hack in and any i guess natural disaster that they could all you know you take out a few amazon servers and suddenly half the internet <laughs> shuts down because all the big tech companies house their websites and apps on on their servers yeah, so like yeah. one cyber attack wow. on one company could like destroy a third of the internet that's crazy when you think about it like that yeah, yeah. there's also just the the idea that um the internet will break adve- eventually because i i'm not tech savvy enough to explain this but the general idea is that essentially every time something like a new website launches or or something it's just more code being up being uploaded onto the internet and the more code like on, on basic terms on your own personal website the more code you start to do on it the less stable your website gets yeah there's more it's more complicated there's more to break basically. Yeah. yeah and the internet as a whole is essentially going through that same process and one day oh, will just okay. uh, shut down completely have you ever heard of do you know tom scott is it tom scott He's a British, he's a YouTuber, he's done some work with the BBC. No. Let me check his name, is Tom Scott. (laughs) Maybe. He always wears a a red t-shirt. But he has a great video called, it's on YouTube, and at the moment I think it's called, this video has 63 million views. And pretty much any time you click... Oh yes, yes, I do know the guy you mean, yeah. Any time you click into this video, its title will accurately have the number of views the video has. Oh yeah, it changes. Yeah. yeah, he wrote code that constantly updates the name of the title of the video to be the same. Yes, yeah. yeah. And in the video he explains why he's doing it because the whole point is he, he has to update it so much that eventually it's going to break. And he's kind of using it to illustrate the point of just how the internet will eventually break. Uh, okay, yeah, I've watched a few. I watched one of his videos on AI actually. Yeah, yeah, ages ago though. He's really good though. Yeah, yeah, he always does a lot of that stuff. So it could break in that sense. There's also just the worry that, well, the internet's kind of dead in the sense that there's no uh, innovation anymore because all these companies are the ones in control control of it, and every app and every website kind of yeah. looks the same, and they all do the same. Like there's no real difference between Facebook and Instagram and Twitter anymore. They all kind of serve the same purpose. Yeah. yeah. And in that sense, people also consider the internet dead. So that's kind of what some people talk about when they refer to the dead internet theory. What we're really talking about, though, is version B. So that's pretty much the same version, only it would be more accurate to call it the dead internet conspiracy as opposed to theory, because this version suggests all that has already happened. And Uh what we see in this theory they reckon what we see when we log on to the World Wide Web today is, uh, what's that? There is a term, it's a Russian term for where they'd like uh, build a fake village to give like the facade of heaven. Oh, it's like a decoy? Or? A Potemkin village, I think it's called. Kind of like what North Korea would do oh. when they have like 
other diplomats coming where they have like a one fake village to make everything look like <laughs> everything's taken over. Yeah, look at this village full of fruit. And yeah, yeah, yeah. All our villages are like this. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like it comes from like what the some Russian not emperor what did they call them czar done when like queen victoria yeah. came over there was like a, a village called potemkin or his name was potemkin and they built like a fake village to but anyway i'm getting <laughs> sidetracked but the people reckon that that's what the current internet is that uh the version you and i grew up with officially died in 2016 oh okay um so i take it you've never heard of this theory before no, no, I haven't. No, it's great, though. <laughs> yeah, it was first um, discussed, as a lot of things are, on 4chan, particularly the X board, which yeah. is their kind of supernatural conspiracy board, and a website called Wizard yeah. Chan, which I've never heard of before. But uh, it was expanded on there by a user named Illuminati, Illuminati Pirate, uh, who I believe was the one who gave it the name. So the too long didn't read version of his thesis is that large portions, if not the majority of the supposedly human produced content on the Internet are actually generated by artificial intelligence networks in conjunction with paid secret media influencers in order to (laughs) manufacture consumers for an increasing range of newly normalized cultural products. (laughs) So this okay. So this is from his original post. Now I'm uh, omitting or changing certain phrases and references because um, one they use that like 4chan and Reddit lingo that it's not conducive to a conversation anyway. But even I don't even know what half it means. And uh, yeah, yeah. you know certain things that just <laughs> edge slightly too racist. So ah, <laughs> uh, of course. <laughs> but anyway, so this is from his original post. The internet feels empty and devoid of people. It is also devoid of content compared to the internet of, say, 2007 and beyond. The internet of today is entirely sterile. There is nowhere to go and nothing to do, see, read or experience anymore. It all imploded into a handful of normie sites and these empty husks we inhabit. Yes, the internet may seem gigantic, but it's like a hot air balloon with nothing inside. Some of this is absolutely the fault of corporations and government entities. However, that doesn't explain the following. I used to be in perpetual contact with a solid number of people across multiple sites. Across years, each and every one of them vanished without a trace. None of them were into Paul... Uh, that's a 4chan message board, or anything even remotely questionable or controversial, yet they all simply vanished into a puff of smoke. No matter the site, no matter the communication platform, there was no goodbye or explanation. Uh, So we'll stop there for a second. I don't know, have you... um, Well, what do you think so far? I mean, my first thought is that maybe that's what happened to CBK from our Golden State Killer episode. It just reminded me that just a user just disappeared. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. But I can't say I've really experienced what he's talking about in regards to, like, his online friends all just randomly disappearing. I never really maintained, like, friendships online with people I didn't know in real life, so I never experienced that. But I think what is that therein the problem is you were one of those people who disappeared. You know what I mean? So there's there's the people who, like, live on the internet, Mm. and then there's people who say 
they were deep in on a forum, a fan forum of whatever, say something like whatever, Star Wars or something like that, or a specific band. And then that just became, say, a Facebook fan page then that they looked at for news of, say, yeah, a band probably makes more sense. And then, because you're like, oh, yeah, all their tour dates are up on their Facebook page. So you don't need to follow them on uh, MySpace anymore. Mm. And then on their 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 fan page, uh, their private fan page and all that kind of stuff. Now you're just check and then now you probably just get emails from from them so you don't even bother <laughs> engaging. So, so it's the whole what i think it that it's happening there is it's the internet became easier for everyone so people started making less of an effort right yeah yeah that could be and then there's the people who are still hardcore and they're like, where's everybody gone? It's just like, everybody just cares less now because they're, because they're just putting pictures on Instagram or, you know, they're not getting into deep conversations. Not like, okay, you have Reddit and 4chan and stuff still exist, but like how many people come into Reddit and like are there for a month and then they leave, you know? But then <laughs> this is skipping ahead a bit, but you're kind of touching on yeah. another part of the theory is that, yeah, like now there's more on it, but the thing is they all seem like they all have the same personality, which kind of lends to the theory yes. that they're not real people, that all the real people disappeared and now it's just bots. Uh, Especially like you mentioned Reddit. So again, we're skipping ahead, but it doesn't really matter. Okay. Uh, one person on this same form done a fascinating test to just see how many like fake people there were on Reddit where they just took, I can't remember the number, but they went through hundreds and hundreds of just random users and they just sent them a message and it just said, don't click this link. It will capture your IP address. And he'd set up a link to a site. You can do this. Anybody can really do this. Um, you can create a link that oh, yeah. if a user clicks it, it will display their IP address. It's a very yeah, shady yeah. thing to do. Nobody should be doing it. But this guy done it and told everybody exactly what he was doing. And nine out of 10 people clicked the link. And everybody else would just, repl- the other like one out of 10 would just be like, what? Why, why, why are you sending me this and telling me this? But the point being... Oh, the, the nine out of ten that clicked it obviously weren't humans. Oh yeah, because it's, it's just a bot. Yeah, it's a good bot test. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like uh, I was on Reddit for a while there, and I <laughs> I had to leave Reddit because it was taking up too much of my time. It is a massive time vampire, and I kept falling down these rabbit holes because I was just fighting with people over Star Trek on Reddit, <laughs> and. Um, so I was just getting into these like angry, like it was affecting my mood. And like, so there was a good, say, two months there where I was on Reddit, like all the time on my phone. It was really like, it was distracting my, for me from work. It was distracting me from my relationships and things. And I was just like, I just, one day I was like, realized I was really mad because I'd gotten so angry with this one specific, like people over this one Star Trek thing. Yeah. yeah. And it was like consuming 100% of my brain. And I just went, no, nah, and I just did uninstall the app. I just did it there and then. And I haven't, I haven't slept as good since. But the whole point of it is uh, one, of, one of the things I followed and I always thought was really fun and really stupid is the Am I the Asshole stories. Yeah, yeah. But I wonder, just as you're saying that, like how many of those stories are fake? 
made up most stories to just see I how think, people react. I'd say nine out of ten. I think originally there was a lot of real stuff on it. That is kind of a bit of a tangent, but I used to follow that subreddit. And there was a period where it, yeah. it changed to instead of people genuinely ask, like just trying to figure out if they were in the wrong in this situation and maybe should have acted differently. It became people trying to like one up each other on how much of an asshole they were and it posed to be quite proud yes. of it. And it would be posting yeah, like yeah. the most repulsive, horrible shit they did. Like, of course, knowing they were an asshole, but they just wanted to be, uh, yeah, like one up in the last asshole. Like everybody was trying to be the biggest asshole. <laughs> I actually think they might have been real people, unfortunately, because only a real human would take such pride in being such an absolute piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. But to what he said about the, the internet feeling like sterile and there being like nothing to do and nowhere to go, do you feel yeah. that to be, do you think that's an accurate statement? Yes. Absolutely. Like the internet of today is nothing like even 10 years ago, but like compared to what it was like when you and I were say in college, like there was so much yeah, to yeah. do on the internet you could waste so much time on the internet and actually like have fun and like find unique websites and like learn things that you actually knew to be true or you could at least verify. Um, yeah, yeah. It's not like that anymore. There's like seven different websites and they're all, they all have the same stuff on them. Yeah. And I like, I find most of the time now I use the internet, I it's, it's bored, meaningless scrolling through news articles yeah. or and that's what it's designed to just get you to keep scrolling whatever it is yeah it's none of it's like half the time i like take out my phone out of habit look at it and then i don't even know what app i'm gonna open and i kind of go like i don't want to look at instagram i don't want to look at i don't want to read an article and then there's nothing else like that's that's all there is yeah yeah well he he brings that up actually so just going back to his post, he says, I've seen the same threads, the same pics and the same replies reposted over and over across the years to the point of me seeing yeah. it as un is unremarkable. Simply put, thread A would be posted in 2015 and would get a share of replies or pics on a particular form. Then that very same thread with the same text, pictures and replies would reappear in 2016 and beyond. This often happens in the same year multiple times as well. Who is doing this and why? Stuff like this won't be noticed by your average poster, perhaps. But I and other old users will inevitably notice it. That's absolutely true. I've seen that myself. Now, not, um, I haven't noticed it originally myself, but I've seen other, like I've been on other forums over the years and people reposting. Oh, yeah. Uh, or posting screen grabs where they just notice the exact same threads popping up like a year apart on say Reddit. It'll be just a random thread started on Reddit and it's just the same comments and stuff from a thread from a year ago. Oh, it's like a clone of it. Essentially, like, yeah. And there might be mad. there might be slight variations where it'll just be an updated, like a different version of the same meme and stuff like that. Yeah, it's become very soulless. I think that's the way it's just and very, very meaningless, you know. Um, yeah, well, a, a specific example he gives, uh, kind of relating to that, he says, I've seen news about 
this or that new and a new and unusual or shocking event year after year, but it's the same goddamn event, usually moons or asteroids. That I've noticed too. Yeah. Like it seems, especially the last five years, every week without fail, there's a couple of dozen news articles reposted across Reddit, popping up on Twitter about a once in a lifetime lunar event. And it happens so frequently. Yeah. You're like, how is this once in a lifetime? Like I'm con it seems like this is happening the whole time. Then you never hear anything about them afterwards. You never see any of the cool pictures of this once in a lifetime event, unless it's something like, you know, a comet, you know, that only comes over every seventy five years or whatever that we've always known about. Yeah. Right. But there's all these yeah, yeah. like constant like lunar events that I've never heard of before constantly seen articles about them not just lunar but stuff like that stuff of the same nature i know what you mean yeah. and you click into the articles and they're the same article just like rephrased a little like it they do feel like they're ai generated to be honest I'm not saying they are but no no but yeah there's a lot of that those kind of in um like oh this spectacular uh asteroid event or discovery of Ones I keep seeing are the discovery of a new uh, double the size of Earth planet in our solar system. Yeah. And then they're like, where they, where they think because of gravitational forces that there's another planet in our solar system. So that's just, it's too far out, further out than say Pluto, further, I know Pluto's not a planet, it's <laughs> um, and further out again than that and way, way bigger but it's hard to detect it, but they, they think it's there by like the, the way it feel of, are the effects of gravitational effects. And like, I feel like I'm always getting that same article of like new discovery of like, you know, this kind of thing. but then like I've been reading that for five years and it's never been confirmed that they have found one or anything. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the, the ones I constantly get and they have to be AI generated are because it can relates to Reddit and the, Am I the asshole threats where it's these other websites that just write an article about those threads? Yeah, yeah. They are constant, constant. They're always coming in on my, like my news feed and stuff. And it's always, and all they do is, and it's exactly what you were, your AI test did at the start where it, the text in the article was the exact same text that was in the quote. There was nothing, uh, or it's really bad journalism, I don't know, but where the article is, they summarize what the person said, what other people said in reply. And, but then they have in it like the screenshots and the links to the original story. So you're better off just reading the, yeah. the Reddit story. But that has to be. There's no need to read what the, the journalistic uh, publisher or the website has actually written yeah, yeah, yeah what they've written is meaningless yeah and they have to be ai generated like because it won't even be worth it won't be worth your while paying anybody to do that because that's something an ai could actually do quite easily yeah also you see a lot like if you um say you don't know you're just a simple question like you want to know what date a new movie's coming out and you google you know when's the release date of shazam and you click on the first article and it'll just be this long-winded, oh, yeah. really AI-generated article just explaining the plot synopsis, who's in it, everything, and buried somewhere 
in the article is the release date just to get you to scroll to the bottom so as you see all the ads yes and they're real they're all diff- you'll see like a dozen different websites with the same article maybe slight variations but we kind of all yeah. accept that they're clickbaity ai stuff just to get you to scroll through the ads like this um yeah. this theory will kind of relies on a, it being a little bit more advanced that like they're essentially saying that most like you know 80 percent of the internet is ai and, and fake oh, yeah. which you know sounds crazy but now as we've established ai is getting so good that uh it seems like it could be possible someday like so so far do you think there's any do you think it's believable that the internet is actually dead and most of what we see on it is just ai having read a lot of because ai is blown up at the moment like it's every it's everywhere at the moment and you see some of the awful shit that it's producing. <laughs> There's some very terrible stuff. Yeah. That it's, a lot of the times you can tell. Yeah. But then, is that the AI that's now being publicly consumed? But that's the... And that's publicly available. So to ask you a different question, as opposed, do you think it'd be possible in 10 yeah. years to for the internet to be dead and completely be run by AI? Oh, definitely. I, I think we're... We're very close to that happening, less than 10 years. So the general rule, and this is what people from DARPA say themselves, is that when a piece of technology is released to the public, DARPA had it 10 years before. Oh, yeah. So the AI, the AI I accessed to make that fake image for the start of this episode and write that fake article is essentially, if you believe DARPA, is 10 years old. Yeah, yeah. So we're now only getting the, the, the early version of the AI, really. Yeah, yeah, very few consumers on the ground are getting actually brand new technology or software. And also the AI readily available to us is kind of the, the free kind of essentially toy AI, the fun AI. There is a really advanced stuff you can pay for that are, the, like when there are deep fakes out there that do look pretty indistinguishable from the real thing. They require a lot more work and money and tech to run them, but it exists and it existed years ago, clearly. Yeah, there's a big difference. And I think just you were talking about that, like you you gave Shazam as an example. It popped in my head there. And then I'm thinking, actually, that's another reason why things have become so repetitive and meaningless is so really good example is say you're looking for a recipe Mm. and every food blog and recipe is a like two three thousand word endless scroll of um so i got up on wednesday and i thought maybe i want to make blueberry pancakes and blah 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 and it's like and i got this recipe from my grandmother's best friend's neighbor and it's just this endless endless article and then at the very end is the recipe because the person has to fill their blog page with loads of text with buzzwords for SEO. Yeah. yeah. So for anyone listening, like it's uh, search engine optimization. And over the last 10 years or so, which is, uh, well, we're to 2023, so from 2016, um, SEO has become very different to what it was. It used to be just keywords, pretty much that you just put into the meta tags in your website, <laughs> where now it's become much smarter. There's AIs involved in it. Yeah. And it's basically one big corporation, Google, 
as you're talking about one big corporation, they have set the rules. Yeah. Basically, they've set very specific, strict rules of how you have to write an article and create your page. And that's the only way it'll ever get seen by anybody. And I think that has created, everyone's hands are tied too much. And so it's creating this kind of meaningless repetition. People are waffling and creating like it's the only way things can get found and then obviously someone somewhere along the way has discovered that like say these as you were saying those moon articles of there's this as, uh, astronomical event or whatever um or there's this uh 10th exoplanet you know that they get big clicks so then people are latching onto them to try and get them their website higher up on ranking and things like that and then are they using ai to create those maybe um yeah so there is there is there is a it's a there's there's more to the beast uh than just it's ai i think uh there is it's there's one person making the rules and so everybody is is, is obeying the same rules yeah yeah well what you you kind of mentioned something there that again I'm going ahead almost to the end now, but just because you touched on it, it's worth mentioning that um, part of this dead internet theory kind of suggests that essentially SEO is bullshit or has been for the last five years. It doesn't actually matter that when you actually look into that, it's kind of how would you say it? They're essentially saying the internet is fake. That there's not as much on it as you think there is. And there's an experiment you can do that kind of is a bit weird. And I done it myself with the word coffee, because you would imagine coffee, you Google coffee. How many results are you going to get? Yeah. yeah. Uh, If you Google coffee, it says there's, I can't remember the exact number. It was something like, was it? Hold on, let me just Google it quickly just to see. Well, the funny thing is it changes every (laughs) time because it seems actually quite random. So right now I'm getting, oh, it's less than I got before. 3,590,000,000. 3,590,000,000. But if you keep scrolling from to the next page, you eventually stop at page 19 and it turns out you only got something like 420 results. And then it says, you know, some mm. some uh, results have been omitted because they repeat because of whatever reason. So you can do a, a deeper search if you click there. I don't know. Have you ever gone to the last page of a Google search result before? I don't think I ever have. Yeah, no. most people don't. Not, not since we were in college and everything got, gave you like three or four pages. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, with coffee ends at the 14th page. Um, or was it 19th? Hold on, actually, yeah. just let me do it really quick. Because um, it is a funny sort of experiment. I think I also have a dog looking to get out. But the point is, once you get to the end of it, it tells you like some results have been omitted and you can do a a deeper search. And then if you click into that, it will say the actual accurate number of results and it'll be much lower, but it'll still be like half a billion as opposed to three billion point six or whatever. Oh, yeah. And then you do the same thing again. Okay, so I have coffee. It turns out coffee actually ends at the set at the 27th page with 270 results displayed. And then you can repeat the search with the omitted results included and I get 3,750,000,000 results. So it's a different number I got this time, meaning it's it's not real. They're just random numbers I'm getting. It's or, yeah, Or a close approximation maybe. Uh, so if I do the exact same thing again, 
you, I'll get, I should get the accurate number. Sorry, this will take a second, but I'll edit it out. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's also while you're figuring that out. Um, but as, way, as well, the way, especially Google and now things with SEO, is the internet is actually very localized now. Yeah. So it used to be a case of when we were teenagers and young adults in school and college, if you Googled something, you got results from the whole world. You got the whole internet, where now we get stuff that's relevant to you living in Dublin and me living in Leitrim. Like you get very simple thing, like you type into Google, what time is it? It'll tell you what time it is in your time zone. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's usually, you know, it's reserved for the um, first or what date is. It'll tell you what date is. Yeah, it'll tell you what date is where you are. Like, you know, it's and you search up coffee. It'll probably give you coffee shops that are within five kilometers of you. Usually on the first page, like by the time you get to the second page is actually when you start to see the most popular where it's just like like the second page has the Wikipedia entry for espresso. You know, that's how common it gets by the second page result. Wow. So on the second search with all results, well, all the omissions included, it goes as far as page 45. That's actually all the entries on Google for coffee, meaning there is about 443 results. That's really how much many results you get if you Google coffee, not the 3 billion plus it says on the first page. It's 443. <laughs> That's actually what Google has available to you if you Google the word coffee. That's crazy though. For <laughs> yeah, do it yourself. Take a, a take, yeah, take pizza or something. Yeah. Takes a bit of, it, I mean, it's a waste of time doing it, kind of. It takes too long as we just illustrated. Yeah. But yeah, 443 results. It's what Google has for coffee. Wow. So like what SEO do you need if um, you start up coffee shop and you want to be the uh, 444th result? How, how do you engineer that SEO? Yeah, I, don't, I feel. Yeah. Well, I guess that's why people do it as a full-time job. Yeah, cause I, but maybe it's a case of now you see Google admit they disqualify you for a lot of stuff. Now. This is yeah. part of what I've, I'm saying with the SEO. So if you don't have that done properly and right they basically disqualify you and they're making it stricter and stricter so five ten years ago if you googled coffee maybe you actually did get three billion results but now three three billion minus four hundred of those people haven't uh, updated their seo <laughs> you know what i mean like, well i think really 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 what's happening is like well is the mention of the word coffee in some ebook somewhere going to show up on a result of course not but the, well, the google yeah, bot right, yeah. or algorithm or whatever probably searches through just every sort of instant mention of it but there's certain things that just clearly would be stricken out because they're not actually relevant to what the person's searching you know yeah, yeah. but well why give the number as three point something billion at the start why not just give the 400 why, why wait until per, a person needs to go through what i just had to go through to actually get the number of relevant results it's to make it look bigger. Yeah, it seems. Yeah. Okay. And it's a really good test. Because there's no, there's no good reason yeah. to, to give the larger number. The only thing it does is give the illusion that there's more, that, that it's bigger when it's not. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. according to Google. But that's their argument. The, if you're of the camp that falls into the dead internet conspiracy, they think that that's evidence yeah, yeah. that the internet is in general fake and dead that everything's about giving the illusion oh, yeah. of it being bigger 
And just to bring it back quickly to what you were saying about how years ago there would have been more results, like 10 years ago. But yes, that's kind of the point with this theory that the internet has changed. It wasn't always like this, that they, that Google have implemented these rules and uh, SEO guidelines to kind of their way to keep certain things off the internet and to keep it like centralized with all were with these like 11 companies or whatever while still at the same time showing billions of results that aren't actually there to give the impression that you know everybody can still have a presence on the internet when clearly that is not the case and that's not a conspiracy or a theory that part is just clearly fact what's okay okay uh Follow me for a second, okay? Mm -hmm. So, what's it? This might seem irrelevant, but it's not. What's the biggest concert you've ever been to? Oh. Biggest gig with like the most people you've ever been to? Probably like, well, Oxygen or Electric Picnic, which are music festivals for non Irish people. So, potentially, that's the most people you've ever seen in your life with your naked eye, like you personally, in one place. Would, would, Jesus, I've got such a bad concept of people no i don't know if it would have but even other times i'd have seen huge amounts of people it'd probably been give or take around the same yeah yeah. what if that's everybody (laughs) what if there is no more than that and we've been light (laughs) but then every time i've been to another country and saw the same amount of people say or did the same people because they're the same people (laughs) yeah what if airplanes aren't real yeah i mean i've never been to mexico so do i know it exists Exactly. Well, like, <laughs> have you ever met anybody from Luxembourg? Oh my God, no! <laughs> there you go. It's a really good sample to just pull out of your. Arm. I did, and I was actually talking with that my with my housemate the other day. It's like everybody says to me they've never met anybody from Leitrim, and I was like, "Well, I married somebody <laughs> from Leitrim, so I know they exist, and I live there now. I know where they exist." But what I was trying to go with is like, is that maybe not that many people actually use the internet the way we think they do, you know? Well, that is where I was going with that. I'm not saying there's a conspiracy that there's only like 40,000 people in the whole world. Where I'm saying is maybe there is only 500 million people on the internet, not five, 5 billion as they claim, you know, you know what I mean? Well, I think a lot of people do think that there is a lot more people on the internet than there actually is. Like when you hear people talking about how yeah. like Twitter should be... Um, what's the word they use? Well, when the, you know, when there's this whole argument that it's, oh, it's the town square, it's the public square, so nobody should be censored yeah. and everybody should be allowed to use it. There shouldn't be allowed to ban people or all that. And whatever, if you agree, think that, I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but it's also not the modern town or public square because only something like 11% of the world actually use it. Yeah, exactly. The town square in a town, 100% of the people who live in that town have access to the town square and or go to the town square. But in this scenario, well, no, it's only 11% of the town actually use this service. So it's clearly not the town square or public square, whatever you want to call it. Like a very small amount of people actually are active on these websites, really. I mean, yeah, when you consider yeah. the entire world. And that's active as in they have accounts and post on it. Like I'm sure, like, I mean, most of the world are connected to the internet these days. So they're on it to some capacity, but in terms of being active users on websites and having profiles and stuff, it is actually a small 
small amount. Like even Facebook had to yeah. admit that over 50% of its service was bots recently. Oh, yeah. And it was the same with Twitter when they tried to ban bots and then they realized... Ban a monster site. <laughs> huge. Yeah, yeah. Like, so if half... Like, you take a, a site like Facebook, maybe not as much anymore, but at one point it was, that was the most popular destination on the internet. And if yeah, half yeah. of that is full of fake people, bots or whatever, you, wouldn't you think that the same yeah. then goes for the actual internet as a whole? Yeah, that actually, yeah, that's a really good way. That's such a simplified, and like I can't deny that when you put it that way, <laughs> like that's it's definitive. You know what I mean? That's because it's been proven. Kinda, yeah. Well, like, have you heard of YouTube's inversion problem? They called it the inversion. No, <laughs> this is mad. So this is going back to uh, two thousand and three when they got concerned that bot traffic was so high on YouTube that there was going to be a point they called the inversion where the system, the YouTube system, would start to see bots as authentic and humans as inauthentic and start start removing real <laughs> humans because the bots would would be too, there'd be too strong in number. Wow. And they solved it. And a long time, but like a long time has passed since 2003. So some actually believe that the inversion has happened already across the internet. Wow. Actually, I forgot, I had made this as a note. I've already mentioned it. But yeah, it was in 2018, Facebook were, were forced to admit that they had at least twice as many fake users as they did humans. And Mark Reed, writing for New York Magazine, believes the inversion happened across the internet the same year. <laughs> Timothy Shoup from Copenhagen Institute of Future Studies predicts that by 2025 to 2026, nearly 99% of the internet will be generated by artificial intelligence. See, the problem now is I'm not sure anything you're reading to me is real. No. <laughs> well, if it's not, it's me that I've been tricked too. I didn't, not, not yeah. and I've said since the beginning has been uh, AI generated. Yeah. I don't know if I can trust you anymore. Um, I, I, I was waiting to like get to the end of this episode, chat to you for an hour. Like I'm looking at your face, I'm looking at you talking. And <laughs> then the screen would like blip and you'd be wearing a different color clothes. And you're like, so that was actually an AI. Of me. <laughs> like, I just wrote a script and, and it was, and it would react to your responses. Well, you something. know, you know, we don't have the tech for that. Look how hard it was just to get my camera working. I know that's the only thing that made me, <laughs> the only thing that made me know that there's no way you were going to do that. Or was that all part of deploy to? And you're too grainy and low resolution to be an AI. <laughs> but just to go back to that YouTube thing, that's funny because I've heard about this happening to. Well, I won't say any names, but there's um, a semi-famous. Well, he's quite a famous comedian. Though he, he's kind of like one of the worst comedians in the world. He's pretty bad. But he's kind of notorious for like kind of... He's one of those guys who faked it till he met it. Oh, yeah. And was clearly like buying up a lot of bots early in his career. And he pretty much destroyed his entire business and YouTube. He has like a whole YouTube network. And at one point he was getting pretty decent views and now they've dropped... He was getting like maybe a million per like podcast he'd upload and now they're down to like 30,000 and stuff. Yeah. And recently somebody who worked for, for him 
they were fired and had like a beef with him or something. But anyway, they reveal essentially that like half of his audience were bots. He was using paid bots just to make himself seem more popular. And oh, and then get sponsorship and so on. Yeah. But then what actually happened is because he had more bots than real fans, the algorithm started recognizing only bots as the type of people who likes his content. So no <laughs> real people are getting recommended. And unless he's paying bot the the bot farms, they're not actually directing their bots to click his content. So now that he's he thought he kind of got popular enough that he no longer needed to pay for bots, but now he's he's already oh, just yeah. sunk his channels. It's just bots that's getting recommendations and stuff. That's amazing. I probably ex- explained that poorly, but uh, yeah. So don't try and fake it by buying bots. It'll kick you in the ass in yeah. the end. But uh, what do you think of the the idea that uh, the internet will mostly be AI and bots by twenty twenty six? I find that fascinating because would it just reach a point where the, where people just don't really use it anymore you know what i mean like obviously like you'll use it for communication and you'll use it for specific things that you need to look up but are people going to be as engaged in reading articles that are just endless nonsense written by ai and are they going to be bothered with things like reddit and stuff like that and then is it just going to be bots selling shit to bots and it's it's like (laughs) almost it's almost like two robots in a machine talking to each other and you just walk away from the machine and then you come back six months later and you see what they've talked about like you know i mean it's the same as that guy the guy you were talking about oh no it's not it's you know the comedian dave gorman he's another english comedian yeah yeah he he does a lot of that kind of stuff and he did one where he was getting these emails from a spam bot. So he wrote a spam bot that would only reply to that spam bot. Right. And they just and then he forgot it. about it. And he went back like five years later and they'd sent each other like 500,000 messages just going back and forth and back and forth. And it's just like, what is the point of this? <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's, just, it's just two servers going, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Basically, like... um. <laughs> But it's, it's pretty much like, would you like to subscribe to our service? Yes. Would you like to subscribe to my service? Yes. Would you like to subscribe to me? Like, and it's just endless and pointless. And it's just like, when humanity dies, it's just going to be a bunch of algorithms and bots on a server that somehow, somehow still has power, just annoying each other, I think. <laughs> well, endless nonsense. Yeah. I um, I was trying to problem with my broadband provider where they had overcharged me they'd basically charge me two bills at once and i was trying to argue with them on their chat not argue with them but like explain it and i wasn't really getting anywhere and i figured out pretty quickly like oh well i'm, I'm talking to a bot clearly yeah and course, so i went yeah. into i went into chat chat gpt inputted i would just copy paste their messages into chat gpt and let it and then yeah. copy and paste its response and within like two or three minutes i'd been refunded no yeah that's insane so you 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 outbotted them basically. well i didn't they just one bot one over the other bot or oh, maybe it was a human on the other end i think usually i'm not sure like usually the first person you talk to on online chats for customer support is a bot, I think. And then they direct you, if it can't solve it, yeah, they it direct gets, you to somebody else. Yeah, as it gets more unique. Yeah. 
That's so bonkers. Well, I think I think that's a a very mild example. I think loads of people have used chat GPT for that kind of thing. I think there's there might even be a service specifically for that, like a, a chat bot to negotiate bills and services for you. <laughs> you just like ha- essentially have a bot haggle with you or haggle for you. I would I would never have thought of that, but that's brilliant. Like, well, did you hear that like a, a Chat GPT passed the bar exam. Yeah, I think I read something about that. There's it's some things it 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 fails. At did it just write like, an article that said it passed the bar exam? Sorry, no, <laughs> no, no. I think they had to take the, the actual test. Yeah, but yeah, there's other course. things it fails at where it can't. Like it's not great at writing emotional stuff or prose. It's not going to write a literary masterpiece or anything like that. But it's very anything logic based towel from 2001 like it's just what i find really interesting is as you're saying it's not it it has no it's not creating anything it's not doing anything creative or meaningful in term, like in that kind of way and as a direct kind of opposite to that is it's it's proven and it's made like homework obsolete for like high school students and stuff yeah yeah like they're all asked to do the same just like remember that book you read talk about it in the exact same way everybody does so chat gpt it's easy to get it to just write you a report on whatever it is one flew over the cuckoo's nest or uh, how to kill a mockingbird whatever like those kind of um all those books about birds um (laughs) <laughs> like it can, uh, it can write you a whole report on them, and uh, with whatever the teacher says, you should write with an angle of looking at it from this character's perspective or under this theme, and it can just do that for you. So, but the problem, like you kind of face with that, so because I've done that, just toying around with Chat Chat GPT and getting it to like just write me a summary on a, a book and all this essentially having it fake a college paper that I no longer need to write. And it'll write out something half decent and then you get it to do it again and it writes a different version. But if you compare them both, they're very alike. And if everybody's using it, you start, you can clearly tell, well, everybody's using an AI. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then you have to start getting creative with it if you want to really make it stand out. Probably write a couple of paragraphs of prompts, get it to write something. Then you need to like feed that into another AI that's programmed to paraphrase stuff or like change it up. And by the time you get done, you're like, well, you probably could have just wrote your own report. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's like I, I remember like so many guys I went to school with where they had like the most elaborate ways to cheat in school. Oh my God. And you're like, if you just stayed up for three hours last night studying, you might actually, not that I even done three hours of study a night, but their methods of cheating were as, as extreme as just staying up and reading late and just studying the book or whatever. Yeah, it was as much work. (laughs) But that just, that's just the way certain people are. It goes back to the thing of like Tony Soprano works harder than most CEOs of companies but he chose a line of work where he has to be looking over his shoulder every day of his life yeah so it's it's more stressful more work and more dangerous because that is the big fear too now and we're kind of going away from the dead internet theory but just like with the advances of ai because the thing is like you look at the ai we're using available to us now whatever version 
of it we can use today is the worst it will ever be. No matter what day you use it, the day you use it, you're using the worst version of it that will ever exist because it's improving every day. It's a really pessimistic way of looking at it, but I get what you It's really just talking. true though. Like even no, is, yeah. the chat GPT, they launched version four, I think only last week, and it's already like 70% more powerful than the version that was released a few months ago. Wow. I've seen a comparison cool. where like if the version that was released just after Christmas was Earth in terms of size, the version they just released yeah. is Jupiter or something like that, that whichever yeah. is the massive planet. I don't know. I'll, ask, I'll have to ask an AI, yeah. which is the biggest planet. Yeah, yeah Jupiter's the biggest planet. Yeah. So in those terms, like that's how fast it's already moving. Yeah. Do you, do you think it's, um, and as a result, because it's clearly already happened with the, like, having the easy access to information and that the internet was, and I suppose it still is in a way, is, is it making people stupider? And now it's becoming easier. And then, and now you talk about AI and the idea that like it can do your homework for you and things like that. I know you gave, you gave the example of the guys who like do more work to cheat than to actually do the thing, but it's becoming easier. And so, do, do you think we're just going to end up with like really stupid people? Well, yeah, in a sense, like, like maybe not stupid as such, but yeah, like with such a reliance on the internet solving. I mean, everybody's had this where you're trying to, something really meaningless where you're just trying to remember what actor was in a certain movie from the 90s yeah. and you don't want to search it because you've just done it too much and you've become reliant yeah. on just googling it to find out who the actor is and you just have to try and remember it yourself and you're almost when you finally do and you're like i can't even think of a 90s actor now that's how bad i've gotten <laughs> but <laughs> like ernie hudson you finally remember it's ernie hudson and you're like proud of yourself well, you shouldn't be proud of yourself for just remembering a name from an actor from Ghostbusters. But because you kind of get that feeling because you were aware of how you done it without Google, you know? So you're proud of yourself. Yeah, yeah. But you shouldn't be. It's ridiculous. I know. Like having, having Google Maps or uh, Apple Maps to drive places and stuff. It's just like a GPS. It's just... Yeah. It just takes all thought away from it to the point where like, the amount of times it has brought me the wrong way in terms of say I'm trying to go somewhere, especially like Google is terrible for it, where it tries and bring, brings you the way it thinks is the fastest. And in Ireland, it doesn't work because mm, mm. it'll try and bring you down a tiny country road that the speed limit might be 80, but it's going to take you twice as long to get down that road. Or it doesn't take into account that. So it tries to bring you like, as fast as the crow flies but that doesn't really work yeah you're better off on the bigger faster road you know uh, kind of mean, uh, yeah and it's the reverse for if you search for like walking somewhere like a destination you're walking to it overestimates greatly oh every time jesus every time it tells me i'm gonna take like 20 minutes to get somewhere and i get there in like 12 minutes and stuff <laughs> probably because a bunch of unfit nerds programmed it takes them like an hour just to walk a mile yeah and then driving it's like you'll arrive there in 40 minutes and it takes you an hour like, yeah. where if i just looked at a map i go 
I, I'd probably, if I was planning to go drive somewhere I hadn't been before, the old days I would probably would have looked at a map and gone, oh yeah, that's the best road. If I go down to there, go through that town and then take that road, that'd be faster than following that tiny country lane that is looks more direct, but actually that'll take me twice as long. Where Google goes, oh look, this one's direct. <laughs> and uh, so it's taken away that the critical thinking and the, I suppose, experience. And and then what's really, I find really annoying with like that, let's say like, like that with Google Maps is you might decide you're going the faster way and then halfway along your journey, it redirects automatically and you, you don't know what's done it and you end up going down a shitty road you didn't plan on going. <laughs> I just want to go back to something about the bots because I kind of failed to mention it earlier. But so when I was telling you about like, you know, half of Facebook and YouTube being bots. So like you can assume that the same should go for the entire internet. On these yeah. sites, so half of the users are bots and half of those bots are malicious bots. So that's meaning like scammers, Russian bots, you know, trying to swing an election or whatever. That's what they would consider malicious bots. Yeah, yeah. So, so the other half... Quarter of the- <laughs> so a quarter of the internet are malicious bots. But the funny thing is, yeah. so that's not actually the concern because we know most people anyway know like a scam when they see it. You know, that's, they rely yeah, yeah. on the, the 1% of people falling for it. And we're, we're well aware of what like malicious bots are now. But it's the other, it's the other 25% of the internet that becomes a concern because like what is the purpose of a non-malicious bot? Oh yeah. Okay, a lot of them would be the bots that are like chat bots for customer support or whatever. But yeah, they can only make up a, a 0.01% of those 25. The rest has to just be users creating uh, message board posts, just YouTube comments, just things to like increase engagement or keep yeah, people in a conversation. Okay. It could be yes. anything. It, I think it just has to be like you were saying, keep you scrolling, keep you engaged. And then maybe you will buy that product. And it's just because obviously it has to be for but is it to make more money. nefarious. It, it could be even worse. It could be just to keep, I think like the, the conspiracy theorists would think it's more, it's not just about getting you to buy the product. There's a lot of that, of course. But I think they're, they would reckon that it's just to keep you on the internet just to keep, like, it's a distraction tool. It's to keep you... I don't Docile know. and complacent. Yeah. And I would say if that's the purpose, it, it clearly works because... Yeah. You know, how many fucking kids just spend six hours a day just endlessly scrolling through TikTok? And, like, that's a site. That entire app is completely designed just to keep you on it. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever used TikTok? No, I haven't. Oh. I installed it once because I thought it might be good for like promotional purposes for the podcast for the other one. But I, I deleted it within like did my the app like within like six hours. Really? Because it's just yeah, it's it's just too way too like you watch a video and it just automatically goes to the next one. It's just I no, yeah. I only went down. I spent like maybe fifteen minutes on the site, but I was just like, I can tell how much of a time vampire this is. And then a few hours later, just removed it because I was kind of half tempted to check yeah. again. I was like, I wonder if there's anything else good on it. Yeah, it's it's happened to me with um, YouTube Shorts or Instagram Shorts. It's so easy to just, just the same thing essentially. Watch yeah. the next one. Watch the next one because they're all 
like 10 seconds and you think, oh, 10 seconds, 10 seconds. Next thing you know, like an hour has gone by. You're like, oh, Jesus, what have I done with myself? What am I doing in my life? Like it just pulls you in. And apparently there's like mad stuff in the algorithm that it'll show you, it'll specifically show you stuff you don't agree with. That's, yeah. So you scroll to the next video. Yeah. So every like, say three or four videos, it'll show you something you don't want to see. So you will scroll to the next one. Because you might go, okay, I'm only going to watch more one more video. And then the next one is it's Ben Shapiro or something. And you're like, ah, fuck that guy. And you go to the next one. Yeah. And so you watch three more. You get a little, well, you get an endorphin hit. You get a stronger endorphin hit because you just saw something you didn't like. So you scroll by it. And yeah. And like, oh, something I do like. And so the hit is yeah, a bit better. Exactly. And so you're inclined to go for another three videos. Then you're about to quit again. Yeah. Another bad one comes up. Yeah, it's... um they've essentially gamified it or not gamified it but like what a lot of uh, online apps and just different aspects of life does nowadays where they've taken like kind of structures or mechanics from video games so like a lot of particularly like mobile games and like free-to-play games they put in very frustrating levels that kind of bother you but keep you going having to play it to make the reward seem better and then when you get a more enjoyable level afterwards you're inclined to stay even longer yeah it's it, and it's so evil and twitter has kind of taken that same approach now where most of your tweets aren't people the tweets you see on your main feed aren't people you actually follow it's usually people you don't I like noticed that yeah yeah it's the same same principle yeah yeah I've been getting loads of that from Twitter lately, actually. That's funny. I hadn't thought of it that way, but yeah, that's exactly it. I think I'll just go for a walk in the rain. I just... (laughs) Um, Now, just to go back now, so the data I gave you at the start, I was saying that that in this theory, they believe the internet died in 2016. Do you think that feels like around the time the internet like made a big change? Because I feel like that actually seems pretty accurate. Yeah, I... It's hard to tell because I find, and it's everyone, it's not just me specifically, but like everyone I know and stuff is, and I, I put it down to the lockdowns and stuff like that because we're like three years since the start of it, that we all spent most of 12 months, like just at home doing nothing and we all just Mm. became more reliant on our phones and like scrolling through those endless types of videos and things like that that people came detached and I I feel personally like I found yeah the internet's just become it's become less interesting but yet I spend more time on it yeah which that's kind of says it all doesn't it you know what I mean yeah I haven't thought about it a lot until like researching this episode but just thinking about how different the internet was when we were in college and how like every like it's funny because a lot of older people like our generation and the generation before us are kind of the only people who are really plugged into web uh 2.0 like that version of the internet yeah, yeah a lot of like older people their first time on the internet was on a smartphone when they got because like it's hard to get a normal yeah, yeah. cell phone nowadays. So a smartphone, they've got a new smartphone and now they can go onto the internet. A lot of Zoomers yeah. 
I mean, that's just what they grew up with. So their first time on the internet was on a smartphone, was on these apps and that. Yeah. But the internet we grew up with was completely different. Yeah. There was my MySpace was kind of the only central like social networking site that a lot of people used. And even then, most people didn't really use that that much. That came very late. That was, it was still kind of a novelty. It was more like everybody had their own website. And like you would yeah. always find, so you'd go looking for something. I remember finding an entire website run by some guy that just collected props from like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies, specifically that franchise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, you're right, actually. There was loads of that kind of cool interesting and the, stuff. And the same guy was also really into John Deere tractors and he'd linked to his John Deere, his website about John Deere tractors. And I was just like, <laughs> whoa, like you're never going to find that person, a person like that again, who's just obsessed with all the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies. He had like two scripts for unproduced ones. Yeah. And he had made like little flash animations for them and stuff. And I remember like spending, finding those websites one night and spending about like four hours just reading all this trivia and looking at his collection. Don't think I ever revisited it again. <laughs> I didn't bookmark it because... And you couldn't remember what it was called, so you couldn't find it. It was just like such an interest. Yeah. <laughs> but it was such an interesting find. And yeah. just that doesn't exist anymore. You just don't find that on the internet. And a lot of it's been removed. Like uh, archive.org has like a good collection of older websites, but only like 10%, not even 10%. That's a crazy high number. But just a fraction of that internet actually exists today. Yeah, a lot of a lot of that's gone. And I think that's where... So, but you take you take that guy his interest in Texas Chainsaw Massacre is like his interest or people like him. Instead of building a website like that, they ended up just joining a, a fan group, a subreddit, a subreddit, yeah. where they just talk about it. So all that energy and stuff they just put into that, and then it's becomes. It just becomes a drop in the ocean. It's less. It's less unique, you know. It's, yeah, and well, it was also cheaper to do back then like yeah, yeah. now it's if just, you want to set up your own website you have to go through amazon or whoever godaddy any of these big companies that own the server space and you're paying like just to register a domain is like 20 20 bucks easily yeah it's gone way more expensive than it used to be and uh, yeah it's gone it's changed a huge man um, yeah like very few people are paying a couple of hundred a year just to post pictures of their John Deere and Texas Chainsaw Massacre prop collection on websites. Yeah, she used to, you used to be able to just do it for like a fiver or something. <laughs> the Illuminati pirate, because he, he does mention in that original post I was talking about earlier, he says that there was a point in 2016 where what seemed like an AI user began posting and engaging with conversations all across 4chan, like on their different boards. And it was just yeah. asking a lot of like childlike questions uh, as if it was trying to learn and engage with internet culture. Um, <laughs> and like a lot of people think that this was actually one of like the bot trying to essentially trying to learn how to replicate the internet, the way people talk on the internet and that that's now it was learning and that's that AI is now what is these 25% of bots that are non-malicious that are posted well, on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which I think, is, I don't know if I believe that at all, but it's a very interesting theory. Yeah. That's a bit more of a, um, like, Terminator way of thinking about how it works, though. <laughs> it's 
kind of and then it'll become skynet like you know it started out as a child and stuff like that well i think (laughs) one of the the reasons they believe this is they look at like meme culture and how there technically hasn't really been a new meme since 2016 it's all just like revamped versions of old ones (laughs) like the example they like can you remember remember going back like 10, 15 years, there used to be this, people would just reply to a lot of threads with like the picture of the confused raptor or a thinking raptor or something. Can you remember that meme? Oh yeah, yeah. Like they pointed out how like that just became Pepe the Frog. It's kind of the same thing. I know Pepe the Frog became this whole symbol of the alt-right or whatever, but originally when it first popped up, it was just like another version of that. And they think they think that an AI created, not create Pepe the Frog, that has a career, as far as we know, but they think that that was just like a bot who had learned about memes from asking questions, <laughs> essentially just create, created that. That's they give crazy. a few other examples, but that's the only one I actually recognised as a meme. So, But I don't know, I, I do feel like there's a, that does seem to be true. Like everything, like as far as meme culture and that, everything is just kind of recycled. Yeah, there's very few new things like probably the newest latest one and it's the first new one i've seen i don't know how long is the what's his name pedro pascal and um grogu uh, nicholas cage oh okay clip from the new nicholas cage movie and people have just been putting that into everything but before that like i'd say it's it literally like a year or two since i saw something new like that that was trending that was some of that like there's the classic one that's always goes round and round and it's the you know, the guy holding hands with the girl looking over his shoulder at the other girl. And it's just yeah, and yeah. then it's replicated with characters from movies and from different things and everything else. That, that's it's constant. Like you see that five times a day if you're scrolling through stuff on the internet. Like, um, like that, there's nothing yeah. new has replaced that, you know. One other thing in that original thread where they kind of came up with the dead internet theory um, they do point out how like a lot of like modern when it comes to pornography or not even pornography, but like even like the, the culture of like OnlyFans and stuff around that. There's a lot of like what you would see as kind of like deviant behavior or just people into weird things on the internet now. Like, you know, hentai and 3D porn being more popular than the, the real thing in some corners or like people with foot fetishes. To point out how yeah. like if you go back 10 years, all that stuff was created as jokes on the internet. Like nobody yeah, was actually yeah. into it. It was all a joke. And now we mentioned like, Belle Delphine at the start. I think she doesn't even do it. I think she just sells feet pictures on the internet. But they think that just all that stuff was like re-represented by AI. They go further. They think it kind of almost like it was, people were kind of tricked into thinking this was normal behavior when it was actually just yeah. AIs encouraging it. It's like, like how... Uh, Everything now is, is like step siblings and stuff like this. And it's yeah, like, yeah. Where did that come from? Why is that suddenly everything? Like, it's bizarre. Did, it's so that one's a, such a bare example, actually. I wasn't even thinking that. But yeah, I when I heard about that first, it was definitely as a joke. And I still thought it was a oh, joke yeah. for the longest time until I said, oh, no, half of the content on the front page of Pornhub will have the word stepbrother in the title. But it started yeah, as a joke. It's, it's mad. Yeah, it's, 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 it's very weird. But it's not normal behavior because I would like. It's not. You think of it this way: like I have never in my life met anybody actually into any of that stuff. So who are these people? Like, do they actually exist? 
is it just a bunch of AIs just making up weird shit to just... Because even you still engage with that just in terms of you just thinking it's... Like if you come across some story about some weird fetish like that on Reddit, like you might read it just... Like I'd read it because it might be a topic on this podcast maybe. Yeah, because it's the abnormal. It's Yeah, yeah, it's because it's abnormal. So you read, it. read it. I don't know. I don't even know what... I'm saying in regards to that, but it does seem like it is like this made up thing to just another reason to keep you engaging with weird shit on the internet that probably isn't real. But that's, I think it goes back to, there's now nothing interesting on the internet anymore. Or at least nothing that you can be absolutely sure is real that is interesting. Yeah. It's it's only interesting because it's like that article... I read to you at the start, like that was very interesting at first. But once you know it's made up, it's like, well, there's not an interest, it's just a made up story. Yeah, yeah. If you can't really verify something that's true, there's not really interesting yeah. about it. Not unless it's a novel or a movie or a video game or whatever. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know how many times a day I would start reading an article and I'd get two or three paragraphs in and I'd just go, I couldn't be arsed reading the rest of this. Just turn it off or just close that tab or... Yeah, like, like, these days I'm kind of like that too. I, I don't really make it through a lot of what I come across on the internet. I just yeah, yeah. don't have patience for it. That's probably no, a good way to be, like less time spent on it. Yeah, there. I think so. It's just to not bother with stuff. And it's all misinformation. It's all bullshit. It's all nonsense. Do you think it's a good thing that let's accept the idea that, okay, in 2026, the internet is going to collapse and it'll be dead. And then we can all just get on with our lives because <laughs> the internet's over. It's finished. Um, it couldn't wait. I think people have become too reliant on it. I think society would probably crumble once it does. But I also don't think that the, the first like version A of the dead internet theory, I don't actually believe that. I don't think the internet can or will crumble at this stage. I think it's more likely that the version where it already has and is just run by AI I think that's actually more likely. Not saying I believe it, but I think that's probably more likely. Do you know, when you first described the A and the B, I was like, oh, well, obviously the A is the real one and the B is the silly conspiracy. And now we've come to the end of an hour and a half we're in. And I thought, yeah, I agree with you. I'm more like, oh, yeah, it's, it's B. Like <laughs> <laughs> the more we reason it out and think about it and talk about it. I'm like, yeah, it's B. I guess there's more, in a way, there's more evidence for B. Well, there's evidence for both. But yeah, I'm not sure if I believe it, as in version B, but I, yeah, I can see how some, some could. Do you know what it is? It's, um, we've talked about this a lot on our other podcast about how, especially like growing up on like 80s and 90s movies and things like that, we, we always had this kind of idealized version of, Oh, we never want to end up in that horrible futuristic dystopian that you see in that movie and now we're coming to the conclusion in our 30s of we already live in it <laughs> yeah because because you watch it like a movie like Mad Max is the wrong example like an escape from LA or something and you just think like how did they get there and I was just like the point is it didn't happen quickly like it happened slowly you know and that's the stipulation or like Running Man is probably a better example, actually. Of it's um we we kind of we didn't even realise we were in it and we're already there. Like yeah. when when you were saying uh 
I think you put it really well of like, now we now live in a world where we're like, oh, another billionaire put himself into space. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) We're living in a world where like people can't afford rent and house, like to buy a house has become impossible. And like the cost of butter is like gone so expensive and things like that. And then you're like, oh, another billionaire put himself into space. (laughs) I guess I better, better learn how to use a bow and arrow so I can enter the hunger games. We're there now. We're, we're in the dystopia. Yeah, Yeah. And the internet becoming this meaningless nonsense created by artificial intelligence is just another part of it like it. Well, I think the best way to answer it, because I don't think either of us has the answers, but maybe an AI does. So I asked <laughs> ChatGPT if the dead internet tre- theory was true. And this is what I responded with. As an AI language model, I must clarify that there is no such thing as the dead internet conspiracy. I believe what you might have been referring to was the dead internet theory, which is an unfounded and baseless claim that the internet has already died, but is being kept alive through various means to prevent panic and chaos. This theory suggests that the internet as we know it today is just a shadow of its former self and that the government and other organizations have conspired to maintain the illusion of a functional internet to control the population. However, it is important to note that there is no evidence to support this theory and it is widely considered to be a hoax or a conspiracy theory without any factual basis. The internet is a complex and decentralized system that would be impossible to completely shut down. And there is no evidence to suggest that anyone is actively trying to. So. It would say that, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would say that. I, the way from the very beginning, like the rest of it's not too bad, but the way it just begins with, well, first of all, it was the, like the sort of attitude it gave me. They're like, uh, well, actually, I think what you meant was yeah. like, fuck There's you. There's a bit of sass there. Like. Yeah. <laughs> But then like just straight away saying an unfounded and baseless claim. I'm like, yeah, that's, I don't believe you. Uh, maybe we should uh, do an episode where we interview an AI. That could be good. That's a good idea. Like <laughs> we could do that next week. Uh, I guess we're wrapping up. People, if you could uh, give us an old rating on Spotify or wherever you can rate podcasts, that would be greatly appreciated. We have a lot of uh, competition, apparently. A lot of bots. Like if yeah. the internet is, because I'm pretty sure I'm real. Not so sure about you. Haven't seen you in person in a while, so an AI could have taken over. But um, if the internet is mostly run by bots, we're uh, in the minority of like real people on it doing podcasts. So uh, help us out. Help fight yeah. the bot uprising. Yeah, and listen to our podcast and rate us. And while going for a walk out in nature and not looking at your phone. That's my advice. Yeah, because I, I, I feel like po- I don't really consider podcasts as like being part of the internet almost, even though of course yeah. they are, but it's just like modern radio. It's like decentralized radio or something. Of course it's part of the internet, but I don't know. Listening to a podcast isn't the same as like sitting down and scrolling through pointless subreddits for three hours. Exactly, it's very different. And even though I've, I do a lot of that because of the podcast, but that's different. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, say no to bots and hail Gorgon.